It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, it's been a while. How are you? Doing well. Good to be back. Yeah, so we had a little, little hiatus there, but uh, we'll be back now pretty consistently. Um, we are entering the dead period of the NFL season, really the only dead period the NFL has anymore. Um, but we'll continue to look through topics and, and find things to come up with to, come up with to talk about. Uh, we still got some career retrospectives and stuff that we're going to look back on, so uh, be sure and check all that out. In the meantime, Terry and I write from UCMiracles.com, covering the Titans for SB Nation. So you can check out all of our stuff there. We have consistent content going up there. So uh, check that out all the time. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, Locked on Titans. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. You can find us there. So check us out there. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Titans wrapping up the offseason program, uh, voluntary OTAs, the mandatory mini camp, Taylor Lewan, not being at the mandatory part. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, a problem with the roster that we've kind of been talking about really this whole offseason. And it kind of reared its ugly head a little bit during the the mandatory minicamp. So we'll get into that at the end. But before we do that, a word from our newest sponsor. Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go in bed? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, so Taylor Lewan had been at all of the voluntary stuff, but then when the mandatory minicamp rolled around, he was not there. Um, unhappy about his contract situation, in case you're unfamiliar, he is playing currently slated to play 2018 under the fifth-year option from his rookie contract. So that gives him about $9 million guaranteed for 2018. Now, um, you know, that's obviously good money, but when you look at some of the deals that have been done around the league, profits of linemen, uh, you know, Nate Solder got a bunch of money. Zach Martin, who's, not, who's a guard, not even a tackle, just got a bunch of money. So, um, you know, I think Lawan's looking around at those deals and, you know, thinking that he deserves more. He's probably right. Um, again, kind of strange that he came to all the voluntary stuff and then sat out the mandatory one, but, I mean, I think that's the point where he has the most leverage. Some people are freaking out about this, but Terry, I think you're kind of along the same lines that I am. Um, until he misses like training camp time, it's not even anything to really even worry about at all. Yeah, no, no reason to panic. Uh, he's going to get his somewhere down the road. We don't know when. Uh, he's not going to get away. Uh, you just don't see good players uh, get enter free agency anymore uh, w- without there being some 
odd circumstances. So uh, Lawan's going to get his. He's a, a pillar of this team. He's a, 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 really a face of this team. Uh, Nashville's really embraced him. So all the confidence in the world that they're going to get this done. And he's going to get paid. Uh, so and and John Robinson has planned for it. Well, we've talked about uh, them keeping this cap space open because we know it's coming down the road with Luan, with Mariota. Uh, so that's what that money is for. Uh, I'm not sure what the number is currently, but a- again, you haven't really spent big money anywhere outside of Mal- Malcolm Butler. Uh, so the deal is going to get done. I don't know when, uh, but. Uh, at, at the worst case scenario, I think you're looking at a franchise tag situation. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. I mean, you talk about him being a face of the franchise, and he really is. And you know, if, if you remember back when he was drafted, it was a really controversial draft pick. And you know, he had had some issues at Michigan, uh, some off the field stuff that you know people were, were weren't happy about when the Titans took him. And then his, his first year, especially his first couple of years, a lot of dumb penalties and that kind of stuff uh, after the whistle type stuff. But, you know, he, he's really he scaled a lot of that back and um, has done a good job of, you know, playing hard, obviously, between the whistles. But most of the extracurricular stuff he's cut out. He gets, still gets one every now and then. But, I mean, offensive linemen do that. They have that that nasty streak to them. That's what makes them good. So, yeah, it's just it's interesting that he has become a face of the franchise. does a lot of good stuff in the community. Just a personality that is, is kind of infectious. So people, you know, like hearing from him. He's an interesting guy and all that stuff. So, like you said, he's going to be here. He's going to be here long term. At some point, he's going to be the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Now, I don't know how long that'll last. If it'll be, you know, he signs that deal, and then a week later, somebody else signs a deal and, and gets more than him. Uh, you know, that, that's kind of how it seems to work these days. But there's no doubt in my mind that at some point, the Titans are going to give him a long term deal. And like I said, it's, it's going to be for the most money. Now, you know, he could get franchise tag. I mean, there's all kinds of options that they have. And ultimately, Taylor Lewan is not going to sit out this year. I mean, you know, guys talk about doing it, but they, ne- they never end up doing it. Once, you know, training camp rolls around and it actually starts costing them money to not be there, that's, that's when things tend to change. But I don't even think it gets that far. Like you said, every move that John Robinson has made for the last two years has been with, you know, the, the idea in mind that he's going to have to give a bunch of money to Lewan. He's going to have to give a bunch of money to Mariota. Titans are in a, in a weird situation just because they've been so bad for so long that it's been a while since they've had to give multiple guys a bunch of money. I mean, if you look at the contract extensions that they've done recently, I mean, Jarrell Casey's really the only guy that they've drafted and, you know, have, have wanted to give a contract ex- extension to before it was time for him to hit the market. Because even like a guy like Derek Morgan, who's been here for a long time, you know, they let him test the waters and then he came back. Um, but... You know, so it's it just it's a weird thing, and like I said, I think there was there was a little bit of panic around the city when when it was announced that he wasn't there, and I think really it's just because that it's been so long since the Titans have had a guy hold out, and I mean that's just really a, a testament to how bad the draft classes have been. But we were talking before we jumped on, and I think this is right. Nobody's held out, you know, at least not like a a rookie that hadn't signed his contract yet. The last player that was under contract that held out was Chris Johnson. So that's how long it's been since the Titans have had him like this. So, again, you know, not, not the greatest thing in the world that he's not here, but, hey, it's it's good that they have players that are good enough that have leverage that can hold out and, you know, the team actually wants them to be there. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, and he, he's going to get paid. Uh, you mentioned Nate Soldier, that contract. Uh, I think he's averaging out around $17 million per year. 
Uh, I, I think you're going to see Lawan in that neighborhood. Obviously, he's not going to hit the the open market. There's not going to be any bidding wars there. But uh, I think that's a guy that deserves money like that. Uh, he deserves to be paid like a top five offensive lineman in the league, which I, I think he's right there on the cusp of being. So um, interested to see the numbers coming out, but a guy that certainly deserves it. Uh, you know, like we said, a guy that's a face of this franchise and a guy that every Titans fan wants around for the next seven, eight, nine years. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're worried about it, don't don't lose sleep over this between now and then. The deal is going to get done. And even if it's not, you know, a long-term deal, which I think it will be, I think they end up paying him before camp starts. But even if it's not, he's going to be here. Um, it, it's not it's not anything that's going to extend it at the season by any means. And, and you know, listen, Lawan has a little bit of leverage. Um, you know, Jack Conklin is still recovering from the ACL. Don't know what his timetable is. They haven't given us anything on that. So we don't know if he'll be ready for the for week one or not. So, yeah, the idea of going into week one without either of your starting tackles is, you know, a little bit scary. But it's not going to get to that point. Um, like I said, there's no reason for them not to pay him at this point. And, and so they're going to do it. It's just a matter of the timing and when. So, um, you know, again, no reason to lose sleep over that. All right, coming up, we'll talk about the position group that we've been talking about for, it seems like, a lot of years. But, you know, a, a thing that we've had an eye on since the beginning of the offseason, the Titans didn't really address, and apparently it's looking more and more like they should have. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. you got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, you know, Rashard Matthews has been limited to out for most of the offseason program, had some type of injury, I guess some type of, of procedure. They're not telling us what it is, um, but it, it's it's been, you know, called minor. So not anything I don't think we, that we need to worry about long term. Corey Davis had some kind of injury come up in, in these workouts, and so he was out there in individual periods but did not take part in team periods. So, you know, that, that's a problem, right, in any team. Right, any team that loses their top two receivers is going is going to have issues. But with the lack of depth that we've been, you know, harping on this whole offseason, the Titans have. When you're looking at then Tajay Sharp and I mean, I guess Taewon Taylor being your one and two, that's that's a problem. We know that 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 comes as no surprise. But you know the the fact that they went through some workouts with um, with, with that being the case, um, you know, just again kind of brings to the forefront of this team needs depth at receiver. And they don't currently have it. So with that in mind, uh, the Titans are, I guess, the new favorite. Is that right? In Vegas for to sign Des Bryant? Yeah, according to Sportsline.com, which is uh, in association with CBS Sports, uh, Titans are the favorite, and they're a big favorite, uh, minus two hundred. So you'd have to put up two hundred dollars to win one hundred dollars. 
uh, if you wanted to take that bet. And that's really interesting uh, considering where all this started. You know, the Titans were way down on the list, and now the Ravens have sniffed around, the Redskins have sniffed around. You've seen the Packers reports out there, and now it's back to the Titans. And I think that's just because of these injuries that you're seeing reported now. Uh, so I don't know. It, the fit is odd. It, it seems like it, it was. It wouldn't be the John Robinson move to bring him in, but I think Des Bryant can bring something to this team. Uh, I'm just not sure. It's it's what John Robinson wants. You know, we've talked a lot about this locker room, how far it's come, uh, how much work has been put into that, uh, and, and how many bad eggs have left uh, since the Wizen Hunt days. Uh, so I, I'm not sure bringing Des Bryant into that mix, who may or may not be, you know, past those days in his career. Uh, but he's got a rep around the league, clearly. Uh, I think it says something that he's still on the market. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know how to feel about it. I could probably talk myself into it and get excited for it. But I think we have to ask ourselves how much Des Bryant has left in the tank. Yeah, that's the whole key to me. I mean, I think that they have a locker room now that, you know, the culture is good enough that you could withstand a guy like that. If they did sign him, it would be on, you know, a one-year deal that wouldn't cost them anything if, if they were to try to – if they needed to get out of it for a personality conflict or if he couldn't play or whatever. So, I mean, you know, with all that with all that in mind, it's, it's you know, I, I, I don't see how – he necessarily helps them. Yes, if if Rashard Matthews and Corey Davis are out, and you know you you're, you you have the option of Des Bryant over Tajay Sharp, absolutely. I mean, yes, that's an upgrade. But I, I just I still think they need more speed in the offense, and, and they need guys that can create separation. That was the biggest thing people were saying was that the receivers that were out there couldn't get separation. You know, Des can't do that anymore. Now, Des doesn't necessarily need a bunch of separation. Uh, you know, knows how to use his body. Obviously, a big dude. Catch the ball this time. I mean, all, all that kind of stuff that, that he has going for him. But I just don't know that if, if they're going to add – if there's something they needed to add, I'm not sure he necessarily fits the bill. But, again, if we get to the point where, you know, that's – you know, they're, they're down to they, – they need a body, then he's obviously the best one that's available on the market. So it makes sense from that standpoint. And just kind of, you know, uh, looking at the offense overall um, – you know, the Titans, I, I guess, were – I can't remember exactly where they ranked in three wide receiver sets last year, but I want to say they were, like, last in the league. Some Pretty of the, sure they, it was they're dead definitely, last. Yeah, dead last. Dead last. Definitely toward the bottom. And we're, you know, near the top of, of using three tight ends. Now, you know, we have a whole different system here, obviously, with with Matt LaFleur being here instead of Terry Biscay and Mike Malarkey. But, you know, they're still going to use Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker is – you know, can, can function as a wide receiver – you know, in certain situations, they have Johnny Smith, who's, who's a lot like Delaney Walker. So, I mean, you've, you've got some flexibility there where you could have two tight ends in the field, and it's not the you know the two tight end like heavy set that you're used to when you hear two tight ends. So they, they've got some stuff there. They got some weapons there, but they still just need some more stuff on the outside. And, and they've got other stuff they can do. I mean, Deion Lewis, they can use him in the slot. And he can obviously catch the ball in the backfield. So, I mean, they they have some weapons, but I think it is still a concern the lack of depth that they have at receiver. And again, if everybody stays healthy, I don't think it be I don't think it's a problem. I think they're fine if everybody stays healthy. But that's just that's a that that's kind of a a huge gamble to take with just the way injuries go in the NFL and the fact that, you know, Richard Matthews has something. We don't know what it is. 
the, the, the fact that Corey Davis missed the majority of the year last year, you know, you just have to have a little bit of reservation going into it with what they only with what they have now. Yeah, it, I really didn't think we'd be talking about this in June, uh, but it, it's already come true. You know, what we talked about so much uh, in the weeks leading up towards the draft and the weeks after the draft, after they didn't address it, uh, it it's already showing. And now they're relying on undrafted guys. You're relying on camp bodies. Uh, you're not getting that chemistry there. You don't have the depth. Uh, so I, I don't want to go back to a situation where, the Titans have Tajay Sharp as their number two option, you know, as even a potential number one if Davis and both both Davis and Matthews are out. Uh, so a, a bit of a head-scratcher. You know, John Robinson's done great things, but I, I just can't believe he didn't bring in another veteran. Uh, and not that he can't, you know, we've said all along that he's probably going to bring in somebody that gets cut that we don't see coming uh, during training camp. Uh, but right now the options are pretty bleak out there. Uh, there's not really a fix right now. But you can just uh, hope for Corey Davis and Rashard Matthews to get healthy. And you know, by all reports out there, they, they will. But it's just kind of uh, being prepared. Uh, and I don't feel like the Titans are all that prepared at receiver. Yeah, that, that's the like you said, that, that's just the biggest concern at this point is what happens if those guys aren't ready. So we'll continue to monitor the situation. I, I would still be surprised if they signed Des Bryant, but not as surprised as maybe I would have been a few weeks ago. I mean, you, you, kind of in the same camp there. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd still, I'd still be pretty surprised, honestly. Yeah. So I mean, again, we'll just we'll keep an eye on it. Um, but interesting that the the line has moved that way, like you said, when the, when the Titans weren't even necessarily. I mean, I think they were on the board early on when those things came out, but they were way down on the list. So, um, you know, but I was just a, a factor. And that's what Des Bryant is waiting for. I mean, you know, at this point, he's waiting for a situation where somebody gets hurt or somebody has a need, you know, because of an injury. So um, it could crop up here. Who knows? Anyway, all right, so that'll do it for tonight's episode. Like I said, we, you know, we're entering a period where the only news that comes out about an NFL team is bad news. You know, somebody getting arrested or something like that. So hopefully the Titans will stay quiet uh, from now until training camp starts. But we'll still have plenty of stuff to look into. And like I said, we're going to do some career stuff. We've got uh, some Jeff Fisher stuff queued up. So that'll be an interesting episode. And we'll talk a little bit about him. And then we'll get into some guys from that era, you know, from the early Titans era. And then some from, you know, just the last last few years like I did with Chris Chris Johnson and Kenny Britt. So, again, if you have any ideas for any of that kind of stuff, send them to us on Twitter. Uh, I don't think I said at the beginning. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at jmorrismcm. Terry's at tlambertfb. Podcast account at Locked On Titans. So that'll do it for tonight's episode. Uh, we'll have a couple more episodes this week. So be sure and check that out. Thanks for listening. And uh, like I said, we'll try to we'll try our best to get you through this downtime before training camp ramps up in a few weeks. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again later this week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. But why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NHL team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.